D-S-N-Y. This is episode 111. No, is it 111? Maybe 112? 112. It's 112. 112. I don't even know. It's unlimited chaos episode of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, XL Media, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. Unlimited chaos, Allison. That is what the trade deadline is. Unlimited chaos. Yeah, but usually not for the Yankees. No, usually not for the Yankees. And this year is the exception, maybe because the Yankees are like so bad, just so bad. And I'd say <laughs> the last 36 hours in Yankee land has been just unbelievable. The roller coaster of emotions that I've been on for we get Gallo announced, but then there's, you know, who's going back, who's going back, who's going back. Is the trade actually completed? Who knows? That got me really nervous yesterday. Today, Gallo, it's done. He's a Yankee. He already posted on Twitter, Instagram, everything. Joey Gallo is a Yankee. We, we go for the sweep against Tampa Bay Rays. Blown out. Bad game. Just, oh boy, that was just ugly all around. Everyone just thinks it's going to be a bad day. It's write this one off. Come back tomorrow. And then out of nowhere, without a single rumor to even address this, Anthony Rizzo is a Yankee. What? 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 I am pumped. I have always loved Anthony Rizzo. I don't know why. I don't know how. Maybe it's just because he's a fun player. But that one got me super hyped. And I have to tell you, yesterday, when Aaron Judge was mysteriously scratched from the lineup and then mysteriously not in the dugout. Nervous. I got so nervous. I literally, and I say this literally, my... Hyper, I started hyperventilating. I see like, you know, I see these rumors about Joey Gallo. Cool, whatever. I'm watching the game. And then all of a sudden, it hits me. Aaron Judge is nowhere to be found. Joey Gallo is the type of player that you want to give up whatever you can to get him, but not Aaron Judge. No, not Aaron Judge. I, I totally left that out. I totally forgot about that in the 24-hour span was that we think we're getting close to Gallo. We're getting close. Aaron Judge, not taking batting practice, not in the lineup, late scratch. Everyone starts freaking out. We beat the Rays. Aaron Judge enters the game. We beat the Rays. We win the series. And then we come into to today, get blown out by the Rays today, and then the Anthony Rizzo thing happens. It's just, it's up, down, up, down. It's like that scene from The Office. Where Michael Scott's like, snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. I, I have to tell you, though, I... I had the panic attack, started crying. I was so nervous. I was so upset. I was like, oh my God, my boyfriend's like, hun, what's wrong? And I started laughing. And he's I just, said, he's just never going to understand. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing important going on, but there is to me. And he's like, oh, thinks it's something serious. Like, a family member passed away or, you know, I got news about one of my close friends or something like that. So I start laughing and he's like, what the hell is going on? I was cry laughing, panicking for a solid 20 minutes. And he took away my phone because he said 
if something happens and that actually happens, I need you to not pass out. Cause I literally told him, I said, if Aaron judge gets traded right now, I'm lightheaded. I'm going to pass out. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's just, he is never going to understand the emotional toll that the New York Yankees take on you. It'll just, it's cause it's not normal. We're, we're a little bit crazy. This is the kind of thing where it's like, when I saw that Aaron judge wasn't in the lineup, my brain said, there's no way that the Yankees traded Aaron judge. There's that, that would be so dumb. There's no way they would do that. But also in the back of my mind, I was like, what if they did? No, exactly. Exactly. So that went to the front of my mind. That was the only thought I had for the next like hour. And then of course, all of a sudden he reappears mysteriously, puts on a batting helmet. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Everything is fine. Everything is fine again. Like, you don't know. This is the first year to be completely honest that the trade deadline season has fucked me up. I have never been so emotional this is insane is this what other teams deal with on a yearly basis i don't think so okay this this has been a particularly insane trade deadline at least by by my standards because i'm also you know i'm I'm repping those padres and the whole max scherzer thing where ken rosenthal tweets yeah padres max scherzer it's pretty much done and then out of nowhere it's like well hold on a second Max Scherzer could veto the trade or somebody else could come in with another offer. So it's not totally done yet. And the Dodgers are trying to top the Padres. And it's like, this is, this is chaos. This is chaos. Why, what are you doing, Ken? Why would you tell me it's done if it's not done? The same thing with Joey Gallo. Why would you tell me the trade is finalized if we don't know who's going back yet? They haven't decided on the trade yet. It's not finalized. Right, exactly. And New York Yankees at like two in the morning were like, oh, we're going to sneak in this news that we traded Luis Sessa. <laughs> I and totally forgot about that. I woke up in, you know, in the morning getting ready for work. And I'm already kind of in a bad mood because I have to get to work. It puts you in a bad mood. So I look at my phone and instantly I didn't notice any of the notifications. I just went straight to Instagram. And the first thing I see was the Yankees post about, thank you, Luis Sessa. And I'm like, no, no. either he died or he got traded. I don't know which one I, I would have preferred. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I, I think I would have preferred Luis Sessa get traded than yes, okay, death. Because the alternative is death. And that's, you know, that should be the last case scenario. That's like, if, if Luis Sessa dies, that's very bad. If he gets traded, it's like, well, shit, I really yeah. liked him. And I loved, <laughs> I loved right after the Luis Sessa trade went down and Justin Wilson, let's not forget Justin Wilson, even though he's dog well, shit yes. this year, but right after the Luis Sessa trade went down, all of a sudden, Everybody was all high on Luis Sessa. Say, oh, Luis Sessa, he was so good. Look at his high leverage numbers. He pitched so many big games. Let me tell you the people. I read your tweets, man. I read them. I saw them. There's no hiding. No hiding. And on this, there, yes, screenshots are forever. And on this podcast for years, Allison, for years, we have been hyping mm-hmm. Luis Sessa up because we knew, we knew that Luis Sessa was a good reliever. And we knew about his high leverage numbers. And we confirmed what we knew with our stats genius, Max Greenfield, who also confirmed Luis Sessa, 
good reliever. Now, all of a sudden, he gets traded and literally everyone, it's the Mike Talkman thing all over again, who also just got DFA'd by the Giants, whole other thing. But it's the Mike Talkman thing all over again, where everybody hates, hates, hates. This guy sucks. He's the worst. Then he gets traded. It's like, how could you trade him? He was our best player. How can people and knowingly say, send Luis Sessa to the moon? I've seen that tweet multiple times. Oh, so it. many times. So, so many, many times. times. And then turn around and be like, yeah, I was super hard on you, but we really need you this year, man. That was a stupid trade. It was it was so dumb. And, and nice. the, part of it was also that we got a player to be named later, which was, you know, for the casual fan that's like what the heck what did we even get back for him but for the real fans like you and me they're like oh you're clearing salary something something's a foot something is a foot here something sucks around the corner but yes i was not happy with that of course i actually i haven't been on twitter as much as i was after louis sessa got traded i tweeted like just taking a little break just taking a little break minutes had to it was just it was heartbreaking for me and That guy went through so much shit. The Yankees, the fans, everyone gave him shit. And he was silently just good. And I just feel so bad. But at the same time, I wish him the best. And obviously going to miss Nancy too, his fiance. Of course. Um, Queen of the Wags. You you think about everybody involved. That's an exit from Nancy, unfortunately. But, you know, I commented and stuff. And then I got a follow request from one of her friends. You're so, so nice to the wags that even their friends are like, you know what? I think I want this girl's energy in my life. Super supportive of my Yankees players. I really am. Even when Brett Gardner dropped that fly ball today, that was so bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's not, not his fault that the Yankees lost the game, but. Well, Don't, yeah, today was, today. today was bad, but let's, let's put that off for later. Cause I'm, I'm still riding this emotional high. And I also just wanted right, to cool. be known that Luis Sessa, when he was having his struggles, it was because he was getting the snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap between spot starter, bullpen, long relief, all that. He didn't have a set role. Once he had a set role, everything was fine. Luis Sessa, good pitcher, high leverage numbers. Great. Good job, Luis. Very good. Multiple and innings. He got a good one. They got Absolutely. a good one. And I made sure to tweet at them and say, you have a good one. Only Luis Sessa. <laughs> I I literally had to say, you have a good one in Luis Sessa. And then I realized that kind of sounded rude, but I was like, you know what? I'm I'm emotional right now. I need to say this. No, of course. And and now, you know, Cincinnati doesn't have the strongest bullpen in the world. So now we can start the Luis Sessa for closer campaign over there. We always wanted it for him with the Yankees, but if it is and it's not gonna happen in the Bronx. So we right. can support him still in Cincinnati. They're not going to be a playoff team. Might as well put Luis Sessa in the closer spot and really zone in on those high leverage numbers and high leverage only situations. That's all we've ever wanted for Luis. I agree. Uh, a sunny gray Luis Sessa tandem. Sounds good to me. Oh my God. Uh, two years ago, Yankee fans would be losing their fucking minds at the thought of that. Like if there were, <laughs> if Sonny Gray started a game, went seven innings, and then we turned the ball over to Luis Sessa, it's like, all right, Luis, close this one out. It's like I, Yankee fans would lose their minds. Oh yeah, for sure. And the best thing is that the Cincinnati Reds fans would probably be like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing we've ever seen. They don't really care. 
Oh my, I also, this is, yeah, this is one so. of those moments that I really just want to appreciate how deep in the, in the mud we are with the New York Yankees. We've spent a solid 10 minutes talking about a middle reliever for the Yankees getting traded and like lamenting how important he was to us personally. And that's like, that's how deep in the mud we are. That's why the people come to us when they really want to get in their feels about Luis Sessa getting traded. That's us. That's our zone right there. Listen, I have to tell you, the New York Yankees, it's not just being deep in the mud with us. We are literally in quicksand because every time I know I saw it every time I know I saw it every time we try and get out. They just suck us right back in hard and fast. I know what you're going to say. Can you say it? Yes. The Los Angeles Dodgers are getting very close on Max Scherzer and Trey Mm -hmm. Turner. And correct. I just saw that notification a couple minutes ago. So you were a little behind. I was, I I'm like, I'm trying to focus on the podcast, but also like Twitter's up Twitter's ready. And I got oh, tweet yeah. notifications oh, yeah. for all there the important things people. to do. Oh yeah. I turned on so many tweet notifications today. I was like, I don't care. Like if there is a slight rumor about something happening, I need mm-hmm. to know about it. I need to know about it immediately. And I, I just want to, you know, thoughts in person, my Padres fans. We thought we were getting Max Scherzer today, and it turns out that he might be going to our greatest rival. So that's not great. Ooh, that's yeah. a tough day. That's a tough day at the office. So obviously, as we were talking about trades uh, before, and they, cl- the Yankees clearly got Joey Gallo and gave up some, some decent prospects. But honestly, I don't know what the return for the Rangers looks like it wasn't, it wasn't anything too extreme. The Rangers from, from what I got from Jeff Passan, they think that they got three everyday bats and a a back end starter in Glenn Otto, who is a guy that the Yankees really liked Glenn Otto a lot. He was shooting up the prospects list. Uh, The other guys, you know, I, they were, they were good, but they were low level guys. I can live without them. You know, you can work around that. It is what it is. We got Joey Gallo. That's what matters. I think the important thing about these trades was that, the Rangers are paying Joey Gallo and the reliever we got with him, Jolie right. Rodriguez. They're paying them. And mm-hmm. the Cubs are paying Anthony Rizzo. And we had to give up a little more to get Anthony Rizzo. We had to give up Kevin Alcantara, who yes. I know the Yankees were mm-hmm. in love with. They were they super were high in, on. They yeah. were in mm-hmm. love with him. And and uh, Alexander Vizcaino. But uh, it's just, mm-hmm. if you're going to get a talent like Anthony Rizzo and also not pay for him, that's what it's going to take. And that's an approach that I love to see teams take. This is something I like. I wish the Baltimore Orioles would go and do is like, go ahead and sign like some big free agent, not like a superstar who you're expecting to sign for like a 10 year contract. But like, if you're the Baltimore Orioles, go overpay for a guy like um, Taiwan Walker. Let's say Mm -hmm. this offseason, go whatever the Mets offered, give them another two million dollars and then, you know, eat that money when you're ready to trade them at the trade deadline and eat it so that you can get more prospects. That's just being cheap. Um, But that's what the Rangers did. And that's what the Cubs did. They said, well, we'll give you this guy and we'll pay for him. But we are going to get a prospect haul back for him. We're going to get the guys that we want if we're going to do it that way. So I wish more teams did it like that. But it also I I don't know if. Brian Cashman was expecting them to do that when he made the Luis Sessa trade to clear up that money. But now that it's happened that way, the Yankees still have some money to play with. Right. Exactly. And yeah, the whole Rizzo thing was a huge surprise to me. I looked at the notification and I'm like, Oh, Anthony Rizzo's moving. 
to the Yankees. Yeah, with no no warning whatsoever. Nothing, no warning. Nothing. You know those like the John Carlos Stanton rumors and everything that was happening that went on for hours and hours. I remember being up that night and it was way I had to go to work the next day, way past my bedtime, and I'm scrolling through Twitter, refreshing Twitter, like I needed to know the moment. And it didn't happen until the next day. But like it was not one of those. It was just a shock to me. I didn't even think that that he was really on their radar, to be honest. No, because you have Luke Voigt, and that also reminds me of the the Garrett Cole signing. And it was like every day for like a month, everyone was just mm-hmm. every time Lindsay Adler tweets, someone replies, announce Cole, announce Cole, announce Cole, as if the yeah. only thing stopping Lindsay Adler from or the Yankees from signing Garrett Cole was that Lindsay Adler hadn't announced it yet. <laughs> but this really? is like, yeah, and, and you have Luke Voigt, if you're the Yankees, who's been injured all year and his trade value is pretty low right now because he hasn't played at all, even though last year he was an MVP candidate. I don't know. You don't have to trade him per se. You can wait and see if he comes back from the IL. You know, if, if it's going to be September, maybe you run the risk of putting John Carlos Stanton in the outfield that late in the season and hope that your maximum power lineup of having Stanton, Gallo, and Judge in the outfield with Luke Voigt as the DH and Anthony Rizzo at first base, maybe it's worth it at that point of the season. But if, you know, if Luke Voigt came back tomorrow, then, you know, you're probably looking at, all right, we don't want John Carlos Stanton in the outfield for that long because we'd like him to be available in October. That's something that is important to us because we're going to need him and we're also going to need him to be playing well. Uh, I like keeping Stanton in the DH spot, obviously. So I think Luke Voigt is probably going to get traded. Jack Curry said he could be part of a, a trade package for another pitcher. I don't know if that would be a starting pitcher or relievers because kind of need both right now. Yeah, you're lacking in those departments, but you also have Luis Severino who's starting to throw more and is yes. looking to come back. Um, you know, and quite honestly, and I know this is probably not even a topic of conversation at the moment, but I do want to say Jameson Tyone. I'm so good very with him. And very- Jordan Montgomery in the last month and a half or so, Jameson Tyone and Jordan Montgomery have been fantastic and have gotten literally zero run support. I think there was that stat that yeah. Jordan Montgomery had gone five straight games without a single run of offense for him and i was like that's something you don't notice game to game and then that stat comes up and you're like right. no that that can't be well, right you're looking a lot of people are looking at in terms of wins you know if the yankees win then they're first they're looking back at these pitchers and they're like wow they played so well but like they really have been pitching super quietly well and so has nestor Nestor. Oh, I love Nestor so much. He is, Everyone he is was the God. The Yankees shit for starting him in game two against the Rays. They're like, Not oh, he's terrible, stupid spot starter, blah, blah, blah. Five innings of uh, what one run. That was it. Yeah. Nestor deals. He, it's just something about Nestor and the New York Yankees. When he's here, he didn't do this in Seattle when, mm-hmm. when we had to DFA him and he went to Seattle, he didn't do this. And now, but he's back with the Yankees. It's like, hold on. Is Nestor Cortez Jr. the staff ace? Are we talking about Nestor Cortez Jr. after Garrett Cole gives up eight earned runs today? Are we who's starting the wild card game for us? Well, here's the other question: Is now are we over Luis Sessa? And now we're all on Nest on the Nestor train. Oh, it's always the Nestor train, but we're not going Nestor for closer because Nestor's a sure. length guy. We want Nestor to start. We want him to mm-hmm. give you five, six innings of one run ball like he did against Tampa Bay and like he's been doing since we got him back. He's just been dealing week in, week out, just Nestor Cortez doing his thing. 
But quite honestly, those those back end starters are really, really going to be key for the Yankees moving forward, because obviously right now, Garrett Cole is struggling. I mean, he's had a couple of good starts, but to be honest, he hasn't looked great in all of them. Plus, The Rays have his number. The Rays just have his number. But like, to be honest, the Yankees just can't seem to score any runs. I mean, the two wins that they had, they scored, what, four runs and three runs? It's not great. That's not what you want. That's why you go out and get bats like Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo, two left-handed power bats and say, yeah, like, we need some runs, guys. Can mm-hmm. you can you give us some runs? Help us out here. We just we just need a little run support. That's that's really it. But those back end starters, those Nestor Cortezes, those Jordan Montgomerys, those Jamison Tyones, they're gonna be the ones right now that no one's really gonna give them credit for, but they could potentially help save the season because Garrett Cole's not looking great. It's it's been a struggle. Absolutely. And just to just to bring it back to Joey Gallo, because now we've mentioned him about a million times already, but we haven't really mentioned the biggest thing that's going to come out of the Joey Gallo trade is that classic old school Yankee fans are going to hate, hate Joey Gallo. And they are going to hate the way the lineup looks with Aaron Judge, Joey Gallo, uh, John Carlos Stanton. I, I, Anthony Rizzo doesn't really strike out too much, but another like pretty much just a power hitter. And then Gary Sanchez, like, oh, man, it is going to be a bloodbath on Twitter when the Yankees are losing. And it's important to note on base percentage is more important than average. It's more important. And Joey Gallo gets on base at an almost 400 clip. Almost 40% of the time, Joey Gallo finds his way onto first base at least. He might only hit. 211, but he is going to get on base 20% more than the times he hits. He is a patient hitter. He is going to wait for his pitch. And when he does on rare occasion, actually swing the bat, that thing's going to leave the goddamn ballpark. I got to tell you too, though, with the Joey Gallo addition, you literally have a team that looks like a football team. Like if this team was playing football right now, we would be the New England Patriots. Absolutely. And it's season, it's like back know. when we had CC and Dell and Batanzas. It was like yeah. when when Tyler Austin got in that fight with Joe Kelly and everyone comes out like, hold, hold on, hold on a second, Red Sox. Is this really the team you want to pick a fight with? Do you, do you see how big these guys are? Do you really? Mm-hmm. CC Sabathia isn't even the tallest guy on the team. You really, you want to go pick a fight with Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge almost ended Joe Kelly's life. You want to fight John Carlos Stanton? He bench presses supermodels. You want to fight CC Sabathia? I don't think so. It was the scariest <laughs> dude alive. Dylan Batanzas, scary, scary guy. And that's what we have again. We just have all these huge hitters. It's just like, yeah, like, sure, Anthony Rizzo's a little goofy, but if you're going to throw down with him, I don't like your chances. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is going to be, it's going to be new. I mean, honestly, I don't know how this experiment is going to work out, but hey, I I like what they did. And I like the fact that they were being aggressive and making these moves. And I like, it's just going to be a different vibe. So, you know, Anthony Rizzo is one of those guys who's like very famously a, a very good clubhouse presence who just makes everyone around him lighter. Kind of like the way a guy like Didi Gregorius was or Tommy Canely. It's just mm-hmm. something that, that brings the vibes back. It's just, hey, like we're just playing baseball out here, guys. Let's just all go out and try to have a good time, have some fun. And Joey Gallo, I don't know much about him from what I've learned about him and Twitter in the last half an hour or an hour. He's also going to be a great addition to the mm-hmm. Yankees clubhouse. And yeah. he's just... We finally have some guys that are like Tommy Canley, D.D. Gregorius, Ronald Torres. We're just just fun, 
just fun guys who are who are gonna you know keep the mood light and when you're losing 14 to nothing to the Rays you're gonna get back in the clubhouse instead of being all doom and gloom Anthony Rizzo is gonna crack a joke like well that was fucking terrible and everyone's gonna laugh and then we can move on and we can go on to tomorrow with clear minds I would like to think that's going to happen. So we keep our fingers crossed. We see what happens. I'm super excited to honestly to watch the game tomorrow night because, I mean, they're, they're expecting Gallo to be in Miami, right? Yes. So he will He will be in Miami, I believe. I don't know if Anthony Rizzo is going to be there right. at the time. But still, I want to see I want to see some of our new additions. Like, I want to see what's going to happen. I, I really want to get the new vibe, and I'm excited for it. I think this was a great trade deadline for the Yankees, and it's still not over yet. Who knows what's going to happen, but I like it. We're in, we're in a very good spot, and I'm, I'm checking Twitter again because I want to see <laughs> – what's the next move for the Yankees? Because we have that money to play with now from moving Luis Sessa and whether or not that was part of Brian Cashman's plan, whether or not he he thought that he'd be able to convince the Cubs and the Rangers to pay for the star players that we were getting. I'm starting to think, you know, you just have that money. Maybe just go spend it. See, see what's what. Maybe if you want to attach some low-level prospects and just accept the money, who knows? Maybe a Kyle Schwarber. Oh, that would be nice. That would be okay with me. Yeah. You go out and get Kyle Schwarber. You play him in left field, Gallo in center, Judge in right with Stanton as the DH. And sounds pretty good to me. I have to say, because I think you'll find this funny as well. Um, Jared Carabas earlier today. Well, actually six hours ago, John Morosi tweeted that um, a source said the Cubs and the Red Sox have discussed an Anthony Rizzo trade as recently as the last 24 hours. And so Carabas, of course, posted a picture, a Photoshop picture of Anthony Rizzo in Red Sox gear. And so, of course, Nick Tyrell, our good buddy from uh, the Yes Network, did his own Photoshopped version of Anthony Rizzo in a Yankees uniform. And he goes, I like mine better. <laughs> I love that. Nick, Nick is awesome. And I, I, I have to give him a quick shout out for something that's also like incredibly disturbing to me. The things that he's doing with Brett Gardner's face are just, they're unnatural. Oh they're unnatural. He keeps, he keeps tagging me in them and they're so funny, but so disturbing at the same time. I just can't help but laugh. I can't help but laugh. It's funny. Uh, that's I'm in the exact same spot. I'm like, I yeah. like, I can feel my insides turning when I see this, <laughs> but I'm also laughing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. No, I mean, you got to shout it out to him for sure. But yeah, I, uh, I like what's happening. I like what's happening. So let's keep it up. Let's do uh, more stuff. Yeah. I need to, I need to go back and find one of my favorite ones now too. It's just, I don't, I don't even know how he does it. Uh, oh no. Oh my God. He put Domingo Herman's face on Stanley Hudson. Oh, I hate that. Nope. I don't like that at all. I don't like that's <laughs> I never want to see that again. And uh, my buddy Connor Foley from uh, the Scranton Rail Riders. He's their kind of primary media guy. He does the Lord's work. He really does. He does. And I've, I've had yet to meet him, but I know that sometimes he comes out to Syracuse when the rail riders are in Syracuse, which they're going to be this weekend. I already bought a solo ticket for myself so I can do uh, book stuff while I'm there. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, baseball nerd. It's fine. Baseball um, nerd. He just tweeted the Yankees lineup the last time Anthony Rizzo played at Yankee Stadium. Would you like to hear it? Oh, this is, this is going to hurt my soul, isn't it? <laughs> yes um brett gardner center field Ugh. 
Derek Jeter shortstop. Okay. Carlos Beltran DH. Okay. So this was what a long time ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. Um, Alfonso Soriano. Oh my God. I loved Alfonso Soriano. <laughs> Uh, I believe his name is pronounced Yangervis Solarte, second base. Yangervis Solarte. Yeah. Uh, never nervous, Yangervis. That's what John Sterling used to say when he hit a home run. And then he went to Seattle and he was not good. <laughs> Ichiro Suzuki, right field. That's, a, I love Ichiro. Everybody I loves know. Ichiro. I know. He's the most skilled player in history. Yo. We had Sizemore. Did I forget that? Grady Sizemore? Yes, we did. We did have him. Yes, we did. Grady Sizemore. Um, Kevin Johnson at first base. I have no idea who the fuck that is. And John Ryan Murphy. John Ryan Murphy. Oh, my God. What are the odds that John Ryan Murphy finds his way onto the podcast again? <laughs> oh, this man makes more money by being irrelevant than oh he ever God. did playing baseball. Honestly, we should probably start splitting our ad money with him for the amount of times that John Ryan Murphy comes up on this podcast and like a historic Yankee moment. Like he deserves some of the ad money, like 10%. Let's just give him 10% because again, he's not doing anything in these historic moments. He just happens to be there. I have to tell you, I'm still a huge, huge fan of the guy. Like, I was always a big fan of him, even though, you know, he was a backup catcher, didn't always perform as he would have wanted. But yeah, no, sorry, I had to bring him up again. But this one wasn't even my fault, okay? He was just on the list. He was just on the roster. Yeah, the Yankees get Anthony Rizzo, and the real reason is because the last time he played at Yankee Stadium, John Ryan Murphy was also on the field. <laughs> be like, what was the main reason you got Anthony Rizzo? Well... When he played at Yankee Stadium last, John Ryan Murphy was also out there. So, are you are you sensing the universal connection that we have That's with why. Anthony Rizzo <laughs> right now? Because every time John Ryan Murphy is involved, history happens. Exactly. Watch this guy is going to literally just storm back and become the AL MVP all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets two months in the American League. He slugs a thousand, gets on base nine hundred percent of the time. It's just... And then he gets interviewed. It's like, who do you who do you think was it the trade to the Yankees? No, it was John Ryan Murphy. Yeah, we just got him in the clubhouse. He just rolled through one day. Nobody invited him. He just kind of showed up, and then all of a sudden, I just couldn't. I just hit the ball a million times. There's Barry Bonds couldn't do anything against me. I was just the best player on earth because I met John Ryan Murphy that one time per chance. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I had to bring him up because it just happened to be there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's <was> pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah. Um, also I do have to mention um, I made a TikTok last night. A banger, um, another banger. I, I had to, as soon as I knew that Aaron Judge was safe, I was like, I have to do this. I have to do this. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> so I did. Um, so if you haven't seen it, check it out. I'm the queen of Yankees TikTok as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is the Yankees, the Yankees TikTok account has gotten so good. Oh my God. That video of Luis Severino throw. That's the one you were going to bring up. That's the one you were going to bring up. Okay. Oh my God. I'm going to, I'm honestly, I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to play the sound into my microphone. So let me, let me set the stage for the people here. Okay. This video, it was just a random video of Luis Severino throwing a bullpen and the sound begins as soon as Severino releases the ball with no warning whatsoever let's see okay yankees uh oh my god there's 
They post a lot. What the fuck? Yeah. And there was another one where Gary Sanchez threw uh, someone out stealing third. And it was like, how's the weather outside? Oh, I don't know. It's a little drippy. Boom. <laughs> oh, my God. How am I supposed to find this video? This is so far away. You can't find it. This, what the heck? I liked it because I was like, this is just freaking hilarious. And I like TikToks to show to my boyfriend. And he's not always entertained by them, but I am. No, this is one that it, it equally like scared me and entertained me. Like I was so startled when the sound came up. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's from July 19th, if that helps you. Uh, let's see. Would you like me to turn it on? Okay, I'm on, I'm on August 17th of 2020. So I think I'm searching the wrong way. Oh my yeah, gosh. Go How for it. You... Play, play the sound really loud. All right, I got to go real loud. So hopefully you guys can hear it. Okay, oh, wait, I found just... it too. I found it too. Oh, okay, I'll, well, I'll play it into the microphone. Okay. You played into the microphone. Yeah, here we go. So just imagine that this sound starts when Luis Severino releases the ball. <laughs> Can you hear that? No. Oh, no. Oh, man. That's a bummer. Uh, yeah. Yes, it was, uh, it was SpongeBob. Uh, the ball turned into SpongeBob going... <laughs> <laughs> You don't become the the queen of Yankees TikTok without memorizing their TikToks. This is it was so unexpected too. It was just hey, Luis Severino throwing a bullpen. <laughs> I'm so proud of the Yankees. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> We're just, we're just gonna have some dead air for a second. <laughs> hey, we're having fun. It's important. Yeah, no, this is this is the point of a joke where you're you're not even laughing at the joke anymore. You're laughing about how hard you're laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, that was a phenomenal TikTok. Probably much better than mine, but still, I was super impressed with the Yankees. I wonder who's running their TikTok page because it has to be a millennial. It just has to be. No, it definitely has to be. That was such a good one. Oh, yeah. And your TikTok was awesome, too. Oh, man. I had a I had a nice tweet this week, too. I'm waiting for that 10K. I'm really excited. I think I'm going to get it. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just, oh, I don't want to bring us down now. We're in such a good place that I don't want to bring us. I don't want to bring us down with the results of last week. Hey, I, I hear you. I hear you. So um, obviously, like looking back on the past week or so, I want to talk about the Red Sox series real quick. Uh, all right. Everybody put their sad caps on. Everybody, everybody listening, put your sad cap on. So. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I put my sad cap on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tums up there because tums make me sad. You almost caused an actual spit take. Anyway, um, so obviously the Yankees go in there. You know, we're we're like this is a super important series moving forward. Four games against the Red Sox. The most important uh, series of the year, one might say. Agreed. 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 Um, so I'm not sure what order exactly it was in because it kind of is a little ways behind me. But L L W L. Okay. So 
they went out of there one of four. They won one game. They lost three games to the Red Sox. They blew two games in the late innings. Usually Bad. it's right around the eighth inning. There's Chad Green. Was it Chad Green twice? Uh, Chad Green, and then it was... Well, okay. So Chad Green might have been also the second one. However, it was really blown by Lucas Lipke, right? Uh, let me, no, let me Brooks, watch. Brooks Christie. Yeah, Brooks Christie. Oh yeah, Brooks Brooks Krisky. But what Brooks was that? Krisky. That was an extra innings. Yeah, that was an extra innings. Yep, yep. But so, it was Chad Green. The first game, Chad yes. Green did blow the save. He gave up two runs in the ninth inning, which because I, I specifically yep. remember because all of a sudden I had to get on Twitter and be like, "Hey, like Chad Green is entitled to have a bad game every once in a while. He's been our most consistent reliever literally all year, and it sucks yep. that it came in the most important series of the year and the first right. game of the most important series of the year. But like, it happens." And then let's see, game two was that Sunday. <clears throat> yep. And that and was Zach that Britton. Was game. Oh. Oh no, Zach. Mm. Oh, Zach Britton just allowed one of Jonathan Loisaga's runs. Loisaga too. Chad yes. Green and Loisaga are two most consistent relievers all year. Mm-hmm. They were the guys who who lost us two games, two of the most important games of the year. And that sucks. Yeah. That's that doesn't feel good. And then, and then honestly, though, Brooks Krisky blew it he just started throwing he could not find the zone yeah they kept him in the game the yankees were up obviously you got a runner starting on second base and it just it snowballed so quickly but nothing was done nothing was done no yeah chad green blows that save but the yankees take it into extra innings it's the game's not yeah. over it's a tie game and in the 10th inning brooks Krisky just had absolutely no idea where the strike zone was and it just throwing the ball all over the fucking place it's just that's yeah. that's bad and I don't know. I don't know what what was the bullpen availability like that night. I can't imagine that the plan was to have Brooks Krisky in the tenth inning. I can't imagine that was the plan, yeah. but that's what we got. Yeah, it was just super, super frustrating and tough to watch. And I ended up watching Saturday night's game um, at the bar. So, or Saturday afternoon. So obviously they were like getting ready towards the end of the game. It's they're up five four. And of course, Chapman walks the first guy. And I'm like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. (laughs) There's no way this is happening again. And of course, they were able to pull out the win. But we we also have to note, though, that in that game with Jonathan Loisaga, Domingo Herman had a no hitter through seven innings. Mm-hmm. This was like the most dominant start of the year for him. And, and mm-hmm. you know, his pitch count wasn't built up, but he had thrown 80 something pitches and he gives up that first mm-hmm. hit. All right, let's not push it. Let's go to Jonathan Loisga, who's been one of our best relievers, probably could have been an all star reliever this year. And he just he has a blow up game and that sucks. And, and mm-hmm. of course, everybody said, well, well, how could you possibly take Domingo Herman out? Domingo Herman hasn't thrown 90 pitches in like two months. He wasn't ready for that. Why would you leave him in the game? You leave him in for a little while, see if maybe the no hitter keeps going, but he wasn't going to finish that no hitter. No matter what, if he didn't give it up, if he hadn't given up a hit in the seventh inning, he was not going to finish that. What happened? What happened? What happened? Oh no. What happened? Don't, don't, don't leave me hanging. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So they're just shoring out details for the uh, Dodgers to Nationals potential blockbuster. Uh-huh. Um, Josiah Gray is who they're going to send over to Washington. That doesn't the number seem one like pitching it. prospect in the Dodgers system. 
Yeah, but you're also getting back Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. I know, but... It's a lot. No, it is a he lot. He went to my college. He went to my oh, college. So you have a personal he, attachment to him. He just had his first major league start last week. Really? I missed that. I, I missed that completely. Is he good? Is he like MLB ready? I think so. Ooh, does he throw gas? Let's find out. Yeah. Let's look at his. Let's look yeah. at his scouting report. Yeah, yeah. Look at his scouting report. Let's see what's going on here with Josiah. Let's find out. Either way, the the Nationals, I trust anything they do because they hired Max Greenfield, so that means they're geniuses. So if they wanted Josiah Gray and they think he's going to be a superstar, then he's going to be a superstar. Uh, Josiah Gray, number two overall prospect for the Dodgers. Uh, ooh, two games, six seven five ERA and eight innings pitched. Not a great start. Not a great start, but let's see what the pick what the pitch mix is. Uh, oh, he yeah. he doesn't really throw gas at all. Uh, I guess ninety five average on the fastball, but everything else is curveball, slider, changeup, low to mid eighties. But the other thing is that the Nationals are going to get I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's a current Triple A catcher. Ruiz, who is the top prospect in the Dodgers. I'm going to guess Kybert Ruiz. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's a haul back for the Nationals. That yeah, is the that top is a haul. two prospects in the system. I would imagine. I know there was some weird stuff going on with Max Scherzer's uh, salary, too. I, I think no matter what, the Nationals are going to have to pay a lot of his salary over the future. I don't understand it that's like that next level baseball math that it's like i don't have i don't personally have the time to read every player's contract and tell you exactly when their money is paid out and exactly how but i i feel like everybody has been reporting that max scherzer is oh man is it done no it's, it's close it's not the padres still have a chance still got a chance Oh my God. Hey, you never know. You're right. What, you're right. You never what know. a great spot for the Nationals to be in. Just have the Padres and the Dodgers bidding against each other. Like, you want Josiah Gray? We'll up you. Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore. You no, you're going to throw Kybert Ruiz. Okay. How about CJ Abrams? We'll throw CJ Abrams in there. It's like an yeah, auction. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what's happening there. Oh, man. That's oh, so many crazy trades. I feel like I've been. I've been on radio every day for the last eight days talking about trade deadline stuff. And I feel like right now, if we just kept talking for like another two hours, I would still have more trade deadline stuff to talk about, but we're going to keep it. We'll keep it focused on just the Yankees. Cause we know there's another move coming for the Yankees. Cause they have money and they have needs. And this they is to do something. Yeah. This was a little detour for us as was the John Ryan Murphy detour. Well, you know, those are the detours that to give the show a little bit of personality, give it some, give it some color. It's I think it has plenty of color to be completely honest. Absolutely. And oh, Lindsay Adler tweeted. Lindsay Adler tweeted. No, nothing important. That's oh, man, Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay should know that now is not the time to be tweeting jokes. Okay. Everybody has tweet notifications on for Lindsay Adler. And anytime her name pops up on my phone, I'm going to think the Yankees just did something wild. And she's just tweeting jokes about the Italian guys that the Yankees just traded for. Yeah, but they also traded away an Italian guy in Luis Sessa. Luis Sessa is oh, Mexican. He's Mexican. Never mind. <laughs> Thank you. I saw the wrong flag. 
<laughs> I'm literally on his page right now and I saw the wrong flag. I'm so sorry, oh my everyone. I had, my apologies. Oh, I had somebody uh, texted me a picture of some like famous influencer that I've never heard of was wearing a, a shirt that said, kiss me, I'm Irish with the Italian flag on it. I was ready to throw something through a window. It's like, this is, this is so offensive to my way of life. This is just... And I mean, to be honest, in case you haven't noticed, I'm very bad with flags, too. I just saw the colors. And so immediately I was like, Italy, didn't even think about it. So my apologies. Didn't even think that they might have similar colors. Yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. But anyway, I did want to say that Luis Sessa last night pitched an inning um, for the for the Reds. One inning. Good inning. Struck out one. Yeah, he looked good. He 18 pitches, 11 strikes. Fantastic. Fantastic work for Luis Sessa. Uh, okay. So let's, let's end the podcast this way. A little quick recap of where the Yankees are and what happened. The Yankees got Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo, the division. Let's just say completely out of our grasp. Let's not even worry about the division anymore. The Red Sox are going to win the division or the race. The Yankees are currently three games out of the second wildcard spot behind Oakland and Seattle, two teams that also made big additions at the trade deadline, which Seattle also gave away Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero for Abraham Toro, who, as Jeff Passan noted, is on every nerd's like, this is the guy list. So we'll see how that plays out. It's played out pretty well for them so far. He had a, I think it was a game tying homer against the Astros in his first game. Like he had gotten traded like hours before hours before and then in the ninth inning he hits a home run against the Astros his former team that bounced off the ball or bounced off the glove of Kyle Tucker which was hysterical because it was like get a little assist from your own from your old teammate Um, but those are two tough teams to watch out for Toronto they added Brad Hand they're already a very good team you don't know Cleveland they play in a really easy division they're only five games back of the second wildcard spot it is going to be a dogfight and the New York Yankees are in the toughest division in baseball, I would say, now, excluding the NL West, which is just going to have three playoff teams. But right now, if you're looking at divisions that are still open, the AL East, is, the Yankees are going to have the toughest path to get to the playoffs. For sure. So for sure. you add Anthony Rizzo, you add Joey Gallo. Do the Yankees make the playoffs? Is this enough? I think this could be a very good spark and I feel like time will tell honestly in the next two to three weeks. I feel like if the next two to three weeks, they're not significantly playing better slash AKA winning series, potentially sweeping series, then you have reason to be very concerned and say, yeah, these guys aren't making the playoffs this year. Yeah. A little look at what we have coming up. We have three games against Miami. Miami, very underrated team. Definitely the best fifth place team in all of Major League Baseball. But and, Stanton loves it there. And Stanton loves it there. That's true. Then we have Baltimore. Have to beat them. Let's say, let's say four out of six in those games. And then Seattle, which is a huge series because they're just ahead of us in the wild card race. You mm-hmm. take three or four. Uh, that's at home against Seattle. You take three or four of those. We're good. We're golden. I feel very good. And then Kansas City, another dumpster team. And then we get the White Sox and the Angels and the Red Sox. And it goes on and on. But this next two-week stretch, 
let's say the Yankees have a fantastic opportunity to mm-hmm. get back into it. Really like put Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo to work. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the wild card spot. Let's take control. Let's take it back. And then everyone can stop complaining about how the Yankees are just the worst team in major league baseball. Cause I don't like that. It doesn't make me feel good. Not at all. And I think it's also going to be different, too, because you've got two guys that are really coming from teams that are not in the playoff race at all. So maybe this sparks some energy in them, too, to be extra competitive, to be those extra competitors that we really need. We need some sort of fire, like just a little spark. Rizzo, especially the the Cubs, Mm -hmm. when once they traded you, Darvish, and they, they just automatically punted on this season and, you know, they were surprisingly still in the hunt for a while until a couple of weeks ago when they, they threw a combined no hitter mm-hmm. and then they lost like their next 11 games. But yeah. for the last two years, all you've been talking about with the Cubs is when are we going to trade Chris Bryant? When are we going to trade Rizzo? And that's just, that can't be a productive environment for Anthony Rizzo to try to play in. And the same for Chris Bryant, who if, I mean, if I had to bet on it, I'd say Chris Bryant probably ends up on the Mets which is he's going to go through the same thing where it's this talking about, yeah. yeah, it's, it's an overrated cliche, but a change of scenery sometimes really does a guy good. And Joey Gallo, I, I don't think he had any problem with the Texas Rangers that like he just understood that, you know, this isn't a team that's ready to win and I'm probably going to get traded and it is what it is. The Cubs, they were a good team with a lot of talent and still all they talked about was when are we going to trade these guys? When are we going to reset? And they haven't, you know, been in the playoffs recently and, who knows? Maybe Anthony Rizzo just goes back to an, a next level hitter. He's already very good, but maybe now he goes to that next level again. Now that he's on a, a team that's actually committed to winning. That's what it's all right. about. Let's go out and win baseball games. If you're the New York Yankees. I mean, I think the biggest thing too, is these guys are coming here and this, this is their spot now. You know, it's, it's, there's no trade talks. There's nothing else. Like, They're here for the rest of the ride. They're here for the rest of the ride. They have to focus on is doing their job and winning their games. They don't have to worry about where they're going to be tomorrow. They don't have to worry about all the trade talks going on. They just have to worry about playing baseball. Yeah. Everyone so, except Luke Voigt. Right. Right. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, these next couple of weeks are going to be super important. We say that every freaking week that the Yankees <laughs> keep failing us. <laughs> yeah, every next week is always your most important week. Yes. Yes, exactly. Up until, you know, September and whatnot, this Every single game is going to be important. And I think these two are really good spark plugs. So fingers crossed. Let's see what happens. Absolutely. Do you have any final thoughts on the Yankees, Allison? Final thoughts. I feel sad for Brett Gardner. That's all. Sad for Brett Gardner. Yeah, I think Brett Gardner's time with the Yankees is, you know, he's still going to find a way to play every day because he's Brett Gardner and he has the survival instincts of of the baseball survival instincts, let's say, of a cockroach. And he just refuses to die. And he's just always on the field no matter what. But this could be the end of the Brett Gardner tenure in New York. It could be. It could be. But, yeah, I just feel bad for him right now. We'll see. All right. Well, that'll wrap up the Unlimited Chaos podcast. That's what the title is going to be, the Unlimited Chaos episode. I actually, we might have used that before. No, no, no. We used Unlimited Rage last year. Mm -hmm. Last year was Unlimited Rage. This year is Unlimited Chaos. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is Chaos is good. I thrive in Chaos. I don't, but uh, as you can tell, I got very loopy for a while in the middle there, but it's okay. We stayed focused. We stayed focused, as focused as you can be during the Unlimited Chaos episode when every time your phone buzzes, you're like, blockbuster trade. Exactly. (laughs) All right, so that'll wrap it up for this week then, and we'll see you all next week. 
All right. 